You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Reds Hot Stove Room. The Reds are on the radio. The Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, JTM Food Group, MSA Architects, Thompson McConnell Cadillac, and by Document Destruction. The Reds Hot Stove League is also brought to you by... And this one belongs to the Reds! CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell Company. Technology solutions for business. Your Tri-State Chevy dealers. Check out Chevy's award-winning lineup only at your Tri-State Chevy dealers. The Healthcare Management Group. Greater care for greater Cincinnati. And by Woody Sander Ford. I-75 at Mitchell Avenue, right in the middle of everywhere. Now, the Reds Hot Stove League on News Radio 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. A pleasant good evening, everyone. Yes, indeed, we're at the Holy Grail Banks, and we've got a nice crowd here. Thank you very much. Another edition of the award-winning Reds Hot Stove League, even bigger tonight because our mentor, our number one advisor, our inspiration throughout the course of every baseball season has decided to come down from uh, the tower palace that he lives in and rub elbows with the common man. That would be Dave Yiddy Armbruster over here to the right, our producer. He's a guy I've been trying to, to, for the last 10 years to talk about encouraging him to write a book about the things that go on and the things that are said during commercial breaks in the Reds radio booth over the course of any baseball season. And I promise you it would be very entertaining, might be a little bit rough, but it would be very entertaining, would it not yet? Do you have cable TV is what we're trying to say, or cable radio? It would be our last day on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would. Uh, that voice you also heard besides Yitz is uh, uh, Olga Flynn's husband. Uh, that's his claim to fame down in Lexington, Kentucky. When he crosses a river into Cincinnati, Doug Flynn is known as the glue as far as the Big Red Machine is concerned. Thank you, Marty. Great to be here. And I will tell you, it hadn't got any easier when you cross that river trying to find a place to park my tractor. I know that. Well, nobody would know it better than you, pal. How are things down in the bluegrass? Pretty good? Bluegrass, all right. Big Blue Nation's a little iffy. You know, lost a tough football game. Yes, they uh, did. Basketball, they're on tonight. I think play LSU later on. They're just, uh, they're not in the best of moods right now because we don't know what kind of team we got. Yeah, well, when you uh, have a complete new team that comes in every recruiting season, it's hard to decide what kind of team you're going to have. But that is another story for another day. On the upside, we've got 51 days before we're back on the air again with the first spring training game of 2018. Uh, Spring training will uh, begin as far as the broadcast is concerned on February the 23rd. And uh, then we're off and running. I think the first full squad workout sometime around the 13th of February uh, after the pitchers and catchers come in. And uh, it's amazing how quickly the offseason goes, especially when you get through the holiday season. And now uh, the NFL season, except for the postseason, is all but over with. And now you're looking toward the caravan in late January and then the beginning of another spring training. You know, Marty, I think since I first got into baseball in the early 70s, guys were talking about spring training being too long anyway. This year it seems like they've kind of shortened it because you get there and after about five weeks or so, guys are ready to start the season. And you got that extra week where 
you're trying to figure out how you're going to fill your roster. So moving it up, I don't know. I kind of like April starts. Uh, March, I'm not. I'm going to have to get used to that, I guess. Seven four nine seven thousand. Those of you who may be listening somewhere other than the Holy Grail tonight, and one eight hundred the big one. That's one eight hundred eight four three two four four one. If you want to dial us up and talk Reds baseball or talk Major League Baseball in general or whatever might be on your mind, do you propose, uh, do you support the, the feeling that both of us have heard for millions and millions of years, and that is the spring training is all about the pitching. Uh, regular players, position players don't need nearly that long. Absolutely, without a doubt. Uh, and it was amazing the way to watch, and I can only relate to the guys that I played with. Right. When you saw the big red machine come in, None of them were in great shape, but they used spring training as a springboard to get themselves in shape leading up. Now, when you're a player that's trying to make a roster, you better go down in the very best shape you can be in. I think for veteran players, it was a little long, but for pitchers especially, because with all the training that's going on now, Marty, I would like to see them throwing more. Get off the weights a little bit and just throw some more, because to me... Uh, that would eliminate some injuries and get some of these kids a lot more ready to play. You think we'll ever be, we'll live long enough to see where they'll go back uh, to uh, promoting more throwing and less weight room activity? Uh, no, I don't. I don't either. No. And I, I agree with you. I think it's part and parcel to, in many cases, uh, the increased number of injuries that seemingly occur in, in, in the game, not only at the major league level, less so in the minor league level, but certainly at the big league level. Uh, and a lot of it, I think, has to do with the increased, uh, the increased uh, emphasis placed on being in the workroom. Well, it's not just the guys that are on the hill. I think everyday players, outfielders need to throw. Remember, you'll remember this guy, Craig Swan, pitched with the Mets. Good pitcher. Led the league he and in I ERA. were in the minor leagues together. Were you really? Yeah, in Tidewater back in the early 70s. Led the league in ERA with basically one pitch. And I remember when I was bouncing back from short and second, he came to me one day and he says, Doug, I'm going to tell you something and you take it for what you want. Every day, go out in the outfield and play long toss. He said, I'll do it with you. He says, because you'll get in the habit if you're not throwing and you're just short-arming it from second. time you move to short, it's going to hurt you. I think that's a good lesson not only for me but pitchers too. Play a little long toss. And, uh, you know, we got some good arms on this team. Now, whether they can all pitch or not, that's another question. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a topic of conversation that I think those of us who are close to this situation – have talked about uh, on the air and off the air, and that is that for a number of those guys, uh, this spring training coming up is going to be very, very important because I think at some point uh, some of these guys have to stand up and be counted. They have to either, one, show that they are better than what they've shown in the past, or two, maybe they're not as good as everybody thought they were. Well, I'm on the same page as you are. There's been some injuries we can all uh, relate to that. Every team's going to have them. But there's been some kids that have been given the opportunity, more so than a lot of pitchers that I've seen in the past. Sal Romano may be one who has kind of stepped out above all the rest of them. I don't know if he's just a little more mature, but I think he's realizing, as a thrower, I'm not going to make it up here. I better be a pitcher. Hopefully that's a lesson that a lot of these other young kids will learn. Well, the interesting thing, and and, uh, when we were on the air last week, we talked about the five pitchers that uh, Brian Price uh, talked about as possibly being rotation pitchers. And I'll be dead honest with you, one of the ones that I was most surprised about was him saying Brandon Finnegan. Uh, one, he's not been able to stay healthy. Two, uh, for me and where I sit, I don't throw. He, uh, he, he is consistently a strike thrower 
uh, where he can cut down on the number of pitches that he throws early in the game. In his case, when he had the great start early in the year last year against the Dodgers in L.A. when he matched up with Clayton Kershaw, and Kershaw beat him one to nothing. And that was, I think he went eight innings in that game and gave up one run, and that's Kershaw gave the Reds nothing. But that was an indication of how good this kid can be when he's throwing strikes. I'm sure that's going to be something that they're going to be looking at. And the one advantage that he has is that he is left-handed, and I think you, you need to have at least one when you go into a season, whether you're in the American League or the National League. I don't think it works well to have five right-handers in your rotation. No, I agree with that, too. You've got to have one in there someplace, as well as your bullpen. You better have somebody to come in to pitch to a tough lefty late in the game. But when you saw him last year, there were signs of brilliance. But the consistency, as you were talking about, just wasn't there. And when you saw pitchers getting to the fifth inning or the sixth Correct. inning and you look up on the board, there's 112 or 120 pitches yep. or getting close to that many being thrown. Uh, I'm not a guy that's a big fan of the pitch count, but I, you don't need to throw that many pitches in five innings. I agree. Uh, probably the highlight of our program tonight, and this shows you how we're scrambling, <laughs> is that when we come back from the commercial break, uh, a guy who's going to spend a lot of time in the Reds radio booth in 2018, our good friend Jim Day, uh, will be uh, with us by telephone. Jim has gone to Tampa, Florida to spend a couple of days with Lou Pinella to do an in-depth interview like they did with Pete Rose a couple of years ago that they'll show ad nauseum on the Reds television network in 2018. By the time the year is over, you'll be able to recite every comment that Lou makes by, 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 because you'll see it so much. They Well, this is, this is going to be an interesting interview to find out where they were going to be today because it is anything but warm right now in the Tampa Bay area. We'll be talking to Jim Day, and we'll have him on, and we'll get some insight from him. That's coming up. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. With a Reds Pick 6 plan, you choose any six Reds games and save up to 25%. Whether you want fireworks Fridays, collect this season's bobbleheads, or catch your Reds in the Cardinals or the Cubs, the choice is all yours. Plus, you get six McDonald's Extra Value Meal Vouchers. Purchase your Pick 6 plan now at Reds.com slash Pick 6. Some restrictions apply. We are back at the Holy Grail Banks across from Great American Ballpark. We're on the 29th of March. A new baseball season will get underway. It's a red stake on the Washington Nationals. But as far as the present is concerned, we mentioned about Jim Day being down in the, the Tampa Bay area with uh, one of the great interviews of all time, and that would be Lou Pinella. And I don't say that to kiss his butt, if you'll uh, <laughs> allow me to be rather blunt about it. But he was, he was a great interviewer. He was a great manager. He will always be a very popular figure in this town as long as they play the game of Major League Baseball. And so people are interested in hearing what Lou has to say. No less than the two guys doing this show tonight, myself and Doug Flynn. And we go down by phone to the Tampa Bay area. Jim Day, are you there? I am here, Marty, and uh, playing the role of a little kid sitting back and listening to one of the great storytellers of all time, legend in Reds country, manager of the 1990 World Series champion, Blue Pinella, in his house and just looking at the memorabilia in this house and the stories behind them. Uh, it has just been a glorious day. I'm pinching myself. Lou, was it a glorious day out on the water today in the Tampa Bay? Marty, we couldn't go out. Uh, we had about 20 mile-an-hour mile winds, and it was really choppy out there. So we haven't been out there on the water at all. We actually did the interview in, in the den of my house. 
Well, why don't you take him to play golf today? Why don't you take him to play golf today? Well, I played golf yesterday over at Old Memorial, and we won a little member guest golf tournament. You know, actually, um, uh, uh, we were even par for uh, for uh, uh, 18 holes with handicaps, and we didn't think we had a chance, and, and we ended up winning, the, uh, not winning the tournament, but we tied for winning the tournament. Were you a major contributor to that uh, event? Yeah, I was a major contributor on the bat side. <laughs> I hear you. How's Anita doing, yeah. Lou? She's doing good, Marty. Thanks. Good. Uh, she really is doing good. And, uh, you know, I, I had a, a really nice time uh, talking to Jim uh, uh, about the, the, the good times in Cincinnati and, 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 and my career. And uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. And uh, I want to wish you and, and Doug a very happy new year, as, as I do all the fans there in Cincinnati. Uh, wonderful, wonderful people and a wonderful town. And they brought that cold weather down here front with them. I know they did. <laughs> I'm well aware of that. Hey, uh, Jimmy, uh, and I, I made mention you might have heard it if you were hanging on the telephone before we got back out of the break, the fact that uh, what you're doing with Lou is similar to what you did with Pete a couple of years ago. And fans only run one. one. Huh? It'll only run once. Well, then that's a departure from what you did with Rose. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It will I mean, run because like I said, the fans are going to be able to <laughs> quote from memory everything that Lou says yeah. because they'll see Lou Pinella all year, all the time. Yeah. Well, one thing, Pete Rose is a lot more interesting than me. So. I, I, well, I got news for you. The four guys that are involved in this interview right now, the one closest to making a comment about that statement is the guy talking to right now. And I disagree with that statement. You were as entertaining as Pete was. I've told people, and I'll say it again, my favorite manager of all time since I've been here has been Lou Pinella, and uh, I'll, I'll, I don't think that'll ever change. Marty, I'm, I'm, I'm flattered. I really am. I'm flattered, and uh, we, we had a really good relationship. We've had a lot of fun, and uh, we've had a lot of laughs, that's for sure. And yeah. the days that I spent with you and Joe Nuxhall talking baseball and, and, and chewing the fat, uh, uh, those are ingrained in my mind forever. A lot of fun, Lou. You know, Marty, I... Yes, sir. When I think of Lou, remember when they used to do those super teams where they take the two World Series teams and the two Super yes. Bowl teams? The first time I somehow got to go down with the Reds, and that's the first time I met Lou Pinnell. And I think it was 76, maybe? 70, right in there in that area. And, uh, you remember what, that, Lou? I remember that, yes. And, uh, it, and the thing about you, Lou, that I've always been impressed is as a player, a manager, a uh, person working with the organization, whatever. You never change. You've always just had fun, but you've always been a guy that if you wanted an opinion, you could go to you and you'd shoot straight with everybody. Very much appreciated by other former players, I'll tell you that. Well, I appreciate that, Doug. You know, uh, the, 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 when, when, when you don't lie, you don't have to duck issues. So, uh, that's right. Uh, that, that's the way I've always approached it. I've always been very straightforward. And uh, uh, listen, uh, it was an honor and a pleasure uh, wearing a. a uh, a major league in- uniform all those years, and uh, uh, you know, had a lot of fun. Played with many great players, uh, managed many great players, and uh, I was fortunate that uh, I was at Cincinnati at the right, right time with all that young talent that we had, and, and we won a world championship there. And uh, uh, listen, I, I did it for 23 years, and that's the only world championship I've won, so it's special to me, believe me. Jim, I guess uh, the, uh, is this. 
interview with Lou carrying over into tomorrow. You uh, you guys are get together for two days. Is that right? Well, we were going to try to go on the boat tomorrow, but I, don't, I think the weather's going to preclude us from doing that as well. And uh, obviously, my uh, master didn't teach me well enough because I'm not getting free golf on this trip. Uh, Marty would have made sure that that happened had he been on this trip. You can book that. Uh, well, you can get some. You can get some golf tomorrow if you want here in Alva. There's no problem. Believe. Well, I, Lou, I can tell you quite honestly, without fear of argument. I don't care what he said about what kind of display of disappointment he showed about not getting on that boat today, because he just spent half the day throwing his guts up over the side of that boat. <laughs> Believe me, I know what I'm talking about. I tell you what, I would have chosen this, though, over uh, going out on a boat, just because of the pictures that are on the wall of Lou, um, the Thurman Munson, and Lou and Billy Martin and George Steinbrenner. Uh, my favorite piece of memorabilia is a base that is signed, but they strategically placed this so high on the wall that Lou can't get to the base and throw it. It's probably my favorite thing on the wall, but just his World Series jersey on the wall from uh, Cincinnati in 1990, and just the stories behind it. Uh, really looking forward to when this interview airs. So when can fans expect to see the, the first uh, exposure of Lou Pinella on the Reds uh, television network? Don't have an exact date. Uh, I imagine it will be right around the beginning of spring training. Uh, do not have an exact date of when that's going to happen. Well, our time is gone. I, I wish we had more time, but uh, I, we've, we've given you some ink uh, verbally as far as what fans can look forward to coming up in 2018. Lou, we can't wait to see you in spring training at some point. And, Jimmy, you and I will gather, you and I will gather in St. Thomas on Sunday. Looking forward to that, and that's when I would. Yeah, I should be part of that gathering. Boy, would that be memorable? That would be memorable. It really would. Be. I tell you what, you all have a great time. Let me tell you what, Marty. It snowed in Tallahassee last night here in Florida. Oh, I know it did. I heard that on the weather forecast today. That snow fell on the campus at Florida State. No question. Hey, guys, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. Uh, I'll see you on Sunday, and uh, continued success, Lou, and we'll see you in spring training. Yes, sir. I look forward to it. All Thank right, you. pal. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. The Holy Grail Banks and Budweiser, proud sponsors of the Red's Hot Stove League. Grab your buds for our next show. It'll be Wednesday, January the 10th, with specials on Bud and Bud Light Buckets at the Holy Grail Banks, Cincinnati's home for sports. Dial us up. We'll chat Red's baseball with you when we return in just a moment. Enter Scooter's Scooter Sweepstakes for your chance to win Scooter Jeanette's Yamaha Zuma 125 Scooter. The one-of-a-kind Scooter was presented to Scooter Jeanette in recognition of his five-hit, four-home-run, 10-RBI game on June 6th. Only $10 per entry. See official rules at reds.com slash scooter. All proceeds benefit the Reds Community Fund. I'm Marty Brenneman. He's Doug Flynn, and we want to thank Jim Day and and uh, Lou Pinella for spending a bit of time with us, and thanks to... Uh, the voice of the Reds, Joe Zarehusen, for being responsible for getting all of that set up in the manner in which he flawlessly did. 749-7000-1-800-843-2441. Give us a call and we'll chat baseball with you. Huh? Wow. I saw him in the back. That was high praise for... He's the voice of the Reds. Uh, he really... Are you hey, kidding? Can I throw a little plug in here? We're getting ready to go to fantasy camp. Do you know that? And I see a lot of my friends here from the Reds Hall of Fame, so we're headed out to fantasy camp. And, uh, we sold out again because of all the hard work that they put into it. And 
And uh, if you want to go to some place and learn all about Reds history, get over to the Hall of Fame. When does that? Uh, when does uh, the uh, fantasy camp begin? Leave, leaving a week from Friday, and so it'll start on the 13th and go through the 20th. And uh, it's just it's much fun. I have Marty. I got out of baseball in 87, 86. I've been doing camp since 87, and it's one of the most fun weeks of the year for me and my family. Now you know this is not the only fantasy camp you work though. <laughs> not do another. Let's, let's bring that up. And by the way, I know what you're going to say because you're going to be politically correct. But you rave about how good this camp is. It as good as that other one that you go to. No, I can't touch it. I knew that. I it. knew that. Well, I, I really, you know, a few of us actually were a part of putting both of them That's into true. play. So That's true. they're you're very right. similar to each other, but. Uh, you know, my, I love putting on that red uniform. It's, it's something special. It's a little bigger than the one I used to wear, but it's still a little special. And our good friend Bobby Wine is still going strong? Actually, we lost Bobby. Bobby has gone down to the Mets camp for two weeks. I so see. I'll see him for one week. We have a new judge. The new judge is the very honorable Corky Miller. Yes, that's big now. And Corky has done a wonderful job in court. He is not afraid to ask for money. Well, I've always pushed him because of his judicial experience. <laughs> well, that that certainly had an impact on uh, <laughs> with your input, getting him there. I'm sure it did. Let's go to Indianapolis. And, Brandon, you have the distinct honor of being our very first caller. Hi, Marty. How, how are you guys doing tonight, Doug? We're and doing good, Brandon. Yeah, I you. think you can tell that from the fun we're having here. Yeah, I hope you guys had a good new year. Is, is Jim Couch still with the team, or did he leave? No, he's not. He, what happened? Uh, well, they elected to part ways, and uh, Jim Day is going to uh, pretty much fill the same role that Jim Kelch did when Jim was working here. Okay, well, he'll be sorely missed. But he certainly know. will be. I could not agree with you more. Um. Do you think do you think the Reds will trade Billy Hamilton? I know Marty, you said that no pieces on this team are really untouchable. I know they really haven't done much in the off season, but the thing I'd hate to get rid of Billy Hamilton for is when he gets on base, he's a threat, you know. But it's him getting on base, I think, is the problem. Well, that's that's you just hit the nail on the head, Brandon. I I think the the body of work now, as I said last week, for Billy Hamilton is such that. You can't keep saying, well, he's going to get better. He's going to get better. It doesn't happen. Um, and, and so I, is he going to be traded? I don't think there's any certainty at all about that happening. Uh, but I don't think you can discount the fact that with all the rumors circulating over uh, apparent never-ending conversations between the Reds and the San Francisco Giants about Billy Hamilton going to the West Coast, if they can come up with a package that the Reds would be satisfied with, you have to believe there's something to it. And now the Reds are doing what they should do, and that's not talk about it. Um, and we don't know whether there would be that sometime, at some point there was talk about the Orioles having interest in Billy. Um, why would you not, uh, with his ability to play the game, uh, for my money, as good as anybody defensively in our league and maybe in all of baseball, but... Uh, we simply don't see any consistent improvement in him offensively. And if he doesn't get traded, we can only hope that we will see something by way of an improvement. But I don't, I, I would, uh, I'm not surprised that there's talk about trading Billy Hamilton. Right. Well, and I was going to say, I hate that we didn't get anything for Zach Cozart, you know, I, when he just walked, but I know he was hurt at the trade deadline last year, but I wish nothing but the best for him. And, you know, I know this team is in rebuild mode. I, 
you know, hopefully uh, we'll get better sooner than later, and I'm still a Reds fan, and we'll just have to see what happens, you know, with the young, short uh, kids we have. God bless you, Brandon. We appreciate your support of the club, and thanks so much for giving us a call tonight. Happy New Year. Same to you, pal. 749-7000-1-800-843-2441. Doug Flynn is with us tonight. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Write it down. New for 2018, the Reds Hall of Fame is offering an exclusive members-only bobblehead with all levels of membership. Beginning in April, all members are eligible for a Chuck Harmon bobblehead with prices starting at just $60.00. There's a membership package for everyone. Visit RedsMuseum.org for more details. Doug Flynn and I back here at the Reds Hot Stove League as we head toward the final 15 or so minutes. Let's go to Hebron, Kentucky. Sterling, you are on the air. Hey, Marty and uh, Doug, just want to tell you all Happy New Year, and uh, I'm glad we're back for another year, and I think we're going to be just fine. Well, I sure hope you're right. And uh, thanks for everything you do for this area in northern Kentucky. Oh, you Kentucky boy, huh? Yeah, Sterling out there near like uh, traditional Hebrew. golf course. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, thanks, guys. Thanks, Sterling. Happy New Year. You know, a lot of my friends, they they can tell you about a place that's near a restaurant. You kind of identify everything with a golf course. Well, right? that's, that puts things in perspective. That's a great <laughs> golf course out there, right, Sterling? <laughs> Nice chatting with you. <laughs> that was short and sweet. Thank you for the nice words. And let's, is this Dallas, Texas? Yeah. Rick, calling from the Lone Star State. What is happening? Uh, very, uh, not much. I'm just trying to stay warm. You know, it's like about five degrees out here, believe it or not. I was just up there a couple weeks ago. Well, I can't believe I'm talking to Marty Brennan, but I used to, I grew up there in Cincinnati. And I remember uh, Al Michaels and Wade Hoyt. And, you You're know, dating yourself guys. now, Rick. You're dating yourself. Okay, I can remember. I, I, and I can remember when you, when you first came online there uh, in 1973. Am I right? No, four. 1974. Yes. Yeah, with, with good old Marty. I mean, not Marty. Good old uh, Sparky Anderson. Yeah, I saw. I was eating lunch down there on uh, Walnut Street, and, and, and during that year, they were in the playoffs. And, and uh, he just—he was so nice. He just waved at me through the window while I was eating my lunch. You know, Sparky. He was a nice man, Rick, to everybody but his starting pitchers. They yeah. didn't care for him a whole lot. What do you call him, Cap? What y'all call him? Everybody call him Captain Hook. Captain Hook. He had yeah. one rule: when I go to the mound, do not open your mouth. When I <laughs> stick my hand out, you put the ball in it. Wait till a relief pitcher gets there, and then go to the dugout. Do not talk. Well, I just have one quick question for you, Marty. Uh, yes, sir. Why do you think, or is it that damn difficult? I mean, they had four or five gold-plated pitchers, you know, back seven, eight years ago. Why could they, why in the world didn't they, could they have capitalized with those guys in trades or something? Is it that doggone difficult, you know? Uh, what do you think, Doug? Uh, you know, that, that's a tough question right there because they have tried everything in the world to make this team competitive on the field, and they thought it was with the young arms, and they tried to make a trade when they got rid of Cueto. They thought they were doing the right thing. They get, uh, and he turns out to be the great pitcher that he is. Uh, I don't know. I, if you can figure that out, I, you might have a job here. Uh, one more question. What is Lou Pinella's, uh duties? What, what's his duties going to be next year? Uh, or this year, I mean. Well, the, you know, they, the Reds added him a number of years ago, and 
and Lou is, quote, unquote, a baseball man. With all due respect to those folks that are eat up with analytics, uh, Lou is a throwback. And thank God they added another one to the uh, organization uh, a number of weeks ago and Buddy Bell. Uh, these are guys that were born into the game, and, and they are throwbacks to the old days. They make recommendations based on what they see. And, and if they're going to be of any benefit at all, and that's both Lou and uh, Buddy Bell, uh, their recommendations have to be listened to and maybe not acted on every one. But these guys are guys that know talent when they see it. Uh, to have Rick, have Lou here, and now Buddy Bell also is just making this a better organization. So they'll be like a, a, a consultant. That or, is correct. Advisors. Okay. Absolutely correct. That, that's, that's great. Well, we, and good luck in uh, 2018. Well, thank you thank for you calling, man. Rick, and keep the faith, pal. Okay. All Did right. I hear, Marty, maybe you're not a Sabre guy? No, I, I think there's there's a place for it, but uh, I'm a baseball guy as far as a broadcaster can be. I mean, I came along essentially the same time you did before anybody knew anything about analytics, and I still maintain there's a place for it. There's no question about that. But to those guys that are – there are a lot of guys that are in analytics that look down their nose at people like me because they think they know everything about baseball. What analytics cannot tell you is what's inside a guy's chest and what's between his ears. Can and I hear an amen? Amen to that. And I, I'll stand by that until the day I die. And a lot of those guys are pompous, and they think they have all the answers. And the fact of the matter is, no, they don't. <laughs> We've got Mike from Union standing by, and we will take your call, Mike, when we continue from the Holy Grail Banks in just a moment. <laughs> All right, we're back at the Holy Grail Banks. Uh, we appreciate all these folks that have shown up here with us tonight, none more so than our good friend Rob Butcher, who is a mainstay sitting over there drinking that beer and having a big time <laughs> of it. It wouldn't be the same unless he showed up. Let's go to Union, Kentucky. And, Mike, you're on the Red Sox Snowblade. Marty and Doug, uh, Happy New Year to you. You too, Mike. Thank you. Uh, a couple quick things. Uh, Michael Lorenzen, uh, it's one of the things that we haven't talked about, uh, heard anybody talk about this uh, winter, is what do you think his role is going to be? I just can't see that he's going to get enough of an opportunity as a starter in spring training. I believe he'll probably end up back in the bullpen with a similar uh, position where he was last year. What do you think? No, I think they're going to start out the spring giving him every opportunity in the world to make the rotation. Uh, he's been a good soldier to this organization. He's pitched out of the bullpen, and he's uh, all the while he did that, he never made any bones about the fact that he wanted to be given the opportunity to start. And I think they'll do that in spring training. I think they'll give him every opportunity with obviously the fallback plan, and that would be to have him back in the bullpen. Okay, okay. Uh, well, I hope they do give him a fair shot. Uh, I think he's got plenty of talent. He's only going to be 26. He yeah. turns 26 tomorrow. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask is your opinion. I know we're still a little bit away from the spring training, and I know the roster's probably going to change a little bit between now and then, but I think with the talent that this team has, they quite possibly could win 80 to 85 or even more if they're with the talent they have if they can stay healthy. What do you think? If they won between 80 and 85, there would be a parade in downtown Cincinnati because I think this organization – would be absolutely thrilled to do it. Do I think it's possible? Yes, I think it's possible. But once again, it is all predicated on their starting pitching and their bullpen. If one, if only one of those shows up, 
it's not going to work. I think this club will again have the kind of personnel that will score runs to win, but it's all going to be about pitching. It's all going to be about some of these young guys finally coming of age to prove that they can pitch in the big leagues and they can pitch productively. If they do that, then I don't think that there's any question that uh, those numbers you just mentioned are very, very realistic. All right. Well, thank you for your time, and you both have a great Happy New Year. You too. Thank, thank you. you, Mike. Let's go to Colerain. Chris, you're on the air. Hey, Marty Doug. Great talk to you. Thank you. Uh, I was going uh, 80, 85 with this pitching staff. Uh, I, that's, a, that's a dream right there. Um, my thoughts on Finnegan and Brian Price and what he thinks of this pitching staff, the guy's never been able to pitch more than five innings. So what, once or twice last year? Yeah, pretty much. You're right. And and with Homer Bailey and Dee Stefani, they haven't stayed healthy the last three, four years. When are they going to go out and find a couple veterans that can, you can actually say are going to make these young guys be able to develop where, you know, it's not just all young guys? Well, their concentration is on the bullpen, obviously, with the addition of Jared Hughes, who I think was a great pickup for this club. He's pitched well in Pittsburgh. He's pitched well in Milwaukee. But I felt since uh, the last out of 2017 that this team needed to go out and get one bonafide veteran pitcher who's had a great track record health-wise, who's had a great track record in taking the ball every five days, giving you a chance to win, and also giving uh, the young pitchers on this pitching staff the benefit of his wisdom as a veteran pitcher. They obviously don't feel that way. They're going to go with what they got. I, I, yeah, I don't understand that. I, I, I wish you could. Uh, I wish you were a GM at times. But Not I me, pal. I know I would miss listening to you on the radio, though. Um, and then uh, I love your comment, Amen, about Buddy Bell and Luke Canella, guys that see with their gut and know what a guy can do and know when to bring guys in, take guys out, and you know, listening to you. I can't listen to, like, Brian Kenny on the on MLB Network, all that analytics. Now, Brian Kenny's way over my head. I don't understand anything he says. He's, I, I hear you. I, I can't his middle name is analytics. I can't stand listening to him on the, when he's on for Premier Boxing League. I, I, with all due respect, I give him a lot of credit. He had to be a 5 beta Kappa in college to talk the junk he talks, and that is way <laughs> over my head, man. I can't yeah, handle I it. Hey, I appreciate your call, Chris. Thanks very much. All right. Yeah, have a good one. All right, pal. We're just about out of time here. Doug, we want to thank you for uh, being with us tonight. Pleasure, sir. Thank uh, you. I will uh, certainly look forward to seeing you in spring training and hope we can hook up and broadcast some baseball. I'd love to, my friend. Always a pleasure. Thank Give you, Give Olga my best. You too, Amanda. All thank right, you. Bud. Thanks for everybody for showing up here tonight. When Wednesday comes next week, the one thing you can count on is another edition of the Red Hot Stove League. Thanks very much. <laughs>